Zondervan presents Fit to be Tied by Robin Lee Hatcher Read by Kathy Garver Once again, to the CDA gals, you make Cleo's and Sherwood's story such a fun one to write. From start to finish, I frequently heard the sound of your laughter in my mind, and I always remembered the overflow of your love for one another and for writing fiction for the glory of God. May he bless each one of you a hundred times over for the many ways you have blessed me. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. Psalm 50, verse 10. Prologue. Dunnicombe Manor, England, March 1916. Your father is waiting in the library, my lord. Thank you, Chadworth. Head pounding from the previous night's enjoyments, Sherwood Reginald Wakeley Statham, the youngest son of the Duke of Dunnicombe, shrugged out of his coat and handed it to the butler, followed by his hat and gloves. Is mother with him? No, sir. I believe her grace has taken to her bed. Sherwood flinched. That didn't bode well for this meeting. His mother had acted as a buffer between him and his father's anger since he was a boy. Is she ill? Maybe I should go up to see her first. Chadworth lifted his eyebrows, but said nothing. He didn't have to. Sherwood knew he was expected in the library immediately, not fifteen or thirty minutes from now. The Duke hated to be kept waiting, especially by Sherwood the son who disappointed him at every turn. I'll go straight in. Might as well receive whatever dressing down his father wanted to meet out. Very good, my lord. Sherwood followed the long hallway to the library, accompanied by the sound of his uneven gait, a sharp click upon the tiled floor, followed by a soft slide. He hated it. Hated even more how the walk down this hallway for a meeting with his father never failed to make him feel ten years old again. Not a good feeling for a man of thirty years. He caught a glimpse of himself as he passed a large ornate mirror and was immediately sorry. The ragged scar on his face blazed a bright red against his pale skin. Dark circles ringed his eyes, evidence of the many nights he had gone without sleep, instead drinking and gambling till morning. When he entered the library, he found the Duke standing near the windows that overlooked the extensive gardens of Dunnicombe Manor, hands clasped behind his back. "'Good morning, sir,' Sherwood announced himself. His father turned and gave him a dour look. So you're here at last. I came as soon as I received your message. <sighs> the Duke walked to a nearby chair and sat, then waited for Sherwood to do the same. I have come to a decision about this, this latest escapade of yours. This latest escapade? The Duke had obviously learned of his involvement with Lady Langley. The scandalous divorcee, twelve years his senior, had a reputation for enticing wealthy young men. Sherwood had been only too willing to become one of her conquests. 
I am sending you to America, Sherwood. America? I trust you remember Morgan McKinley. He and his mother stayed with us for a number of months about seven years ago. Yes, well, I have arranged with Mr. McKinley to find you employment and a place to live. So this wasn't a sudden decision that had come about solely because of Lady Langley. This had been in the planning stages long enough for letters to pass back and forth between the Duke and Morgan McKinley, even before he had made Lady Langley's acquaintance. How long am I to stay in America, sir? You will remain there a year. You will put your life in order, my boy. You will work for the money you spend and learn the value of it. I am done covering your gambling debt.